Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, for the first time in, I don't know, like a year? 15, 15, 16 months, I'm going to say welcome. And I'm going to mean it because you don't live here anymore. Because I didn't just come downstairs. That's right. <laughs> you, I'm, I welcomed you into my home. Uh, it is my home now, again, instead of our well, shared space. It was always your home. I know, I but it was happened a sh- to be living here. It was a shared space, so I want to say welcome. Uh, it's the first time visiting in since June of 2019. How's it feel? Does it feel different? I mean, you've been gone for a very long time. I've been gone for all of, what, 18 hours or something? No, it was like a full 24. I think you... Oh, guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. 10, 10 o'clock yesterday. Yeah, to like 1 o'clock today. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's a full 24 hours. Does it feel good? It's interesting. Yeah, it's a yeah. Different, little different. Did you at any point think like, oh, I'm going to run upstairs real quick and grab something? Like, you have nothing there, but like at any point where you just like, oh, I'm chilly. I'm going to go grab a sweatshirt from up. Oh, wait a minute. No, but I did the thing that was like, do people close the door when they use the bathroom when they like live alone? And I was like, I'm going to close the door anyway. Like, I don't know why, but like. <laughs> well, as a guest, you should still be closing the door when you use the bathroom here. Yeah, um, here. But yeah, I so. mean, in my own apartment. Oh, okay. I was still, I was still asking about here, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but any, but how, how is living on your own, on your lonesome? How it's, is? It's nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't really unpacked anything. 99% of my stuff is still in boxes. I just unpacked like my PlayStation and my Apple TV and like some clothes you know the essentials yeah the tv the video games well and then like the sheets i also started doing all my dishes um which like i have a tiny sink and a very small kitchen so i would have to do four dishes and then like dry them off and then put them in the shelf and then do four more um so that was interesting and then it's it's a quiet apartment so it's nice like i can hear the person walking above me but like he or she i think it's a i think it's a she Anyway, the person above me is is like uh, all I can hear is them walking. I can't hear her, mm. her doing anything, like watching TV or or whatever. So it's just every once in a while when they need just to, a heavy foot. That's all. Well, not that it's like the floor's creaking, so it's not even like stomping or anything. It's just like oh okay. It's just that's the way the building is. Like she could be walking as quietly as possible. It's just so a heavy foot. <laughs> yes, we're settling on heavy foot. Um, huh. but that was it. Uh, like I mean, other than. I'm still getting settled. I need. I sat on the floor because I don't have any furniture. Like, <laughs> I, I I forgot to eat yesterday and also today, um, just because I've been like running around doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. You should remember to eat. It's important. Yeah. Well, I had uh, a Danish from Seven Eleven today. That's all. And then yesterday, I didn't eat anything until like seven o'clock. So I was too busy unpacking stuff. And then <laughs> I was waiting for my shower curtain to arrive from Amazon so I could take a shower so that I can go grocery shopping. And then the shower curtain came and uh, I couldn't get the curtain rods on or like the curtain hooks on. Mm. Uh, and then it broke one. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And then it, they shorted me one as well. And I was like, son of a bitch, I just want to take a shower. And then I get in the shower and realize I left all the shower stuff here. <laughs> I was like, damn it. So I was that stinky guy at the grocery store getting stuff. Uh, and then I came back and finally took a shower, but. It was, it's, it's a, it's a step. Mm-hmm. See, I, new, new place, uh, is, is hard. Yes. <laughs> All that initial setup is always like, it's, it sucks anyway, like moving in general. Cause like no one really likes moving. It's a no. pain in the ass. You got to box up everything you own into the smallest possible configuration of things. Yeah. And then you got to go there and undo it all. And you have to remember that you 
to make sure that you brought and have everything that you need to accomplish all of the things that you would normally just roll out of bed and do. Right. Uh, and so it's, it's one thing to like do that in a place that like was already set up. Like here, when you moved in, there was shower curtains and there was bath mats and there was towels and there was dishes and there was all these different things. But yeah. uh, it's a whole nother beast to like go in there and like, like, oh, this is just a blank canvas that I now have to like fill, <laughs> put paint on. Yeah. So at least you didn't have to do painting or anything like, you know, like it's, you went from an, a, here to an apartment. So it's not like you had to like, I got to get it ready for myself. I have to like. Right. It's, it's move in ready. It just needs stuff yeah. in it. It just needs all of your things that you need to function as a human adult man. Yeah. So, but that's good. I'm glad that you had a good first night. No one tried to break in or anything. Like no one knocked on your door thinking you were the previous person that lived there or anything like that. No. So I did get some weird mail. I got some mail from like, obviously not me, but it was also like some address in Ashford. Hmm. I was like, this is not the town, the street name, or my name. Why is this in my mailbox? And One. even the mailman wrote on it, here, question mark. <laughs> I was like, no? <laughs> I'm wondering if it's some mail sorting thing where, like, maybe that's the person who used to live there, and that's their new address. And for whatever reason, like, it caught the name in the system and did something weird and just sent it to the old place being like, is this, is this you? I don't. I don't know. That's don't weird. Know. I don't know like how that would even get through sorting. Like no idea. It was it was weird. Then I was just like, no, not here. I wrote not here in Sharpie on it, and I left it in the mailbox. <laughs> it's now going to say not here in Sharpie on whatever was inside the envelope too. It's just going to be like, oh, I hope this wasn't like an important certificate they need for the DMV or anything like that. No, now it just it says was, not here in Sharpie soaked through the paper. It was from Cigna, and it said like upgrade or something on it. So like, I'm so sure it's probably it's, junk mail. It's, anyway. it's an advertisement of some sort. Yeah. Um, or like you know, it's insurance stuff that he doesn't necessarily need. Like mm-hmm. usually those things say like important documents enclosed or something like that, or yeah. like bill enclosed. They don't say do like, not bend, upgrade your blah 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 or like. That's you know. true. So I just I, who knows if it's gonna. It's probably just gonna be there till the end of time because I don't think that like the mailman cares. Like it depends on how they put things into the mailbox. If it's one of those like communal mailbox things, like I don't. They have the like key to go into the back, but thing. yeah, yeah. So they'll probably take it. They'll probably see it in there and hopefully notice it i don't know i don't know if it's if it's there in a couple days i'm just gonna throw it out like it's not i mean yeah i don't it it, it it's not mine so it doesn't matter what what else what else can i do there was no return address on it it was just said signa so even if i put it in a mailbox to like send it back for a return not, yeah, address it's not, it's not getting anywhere, anywhere. So. Um, well you mentioned that you obviously unpack the essentials which is your tv and your video game so john tell us what have you been playing this week in uh, addition to moving i've been playing yeah real life tetris and real life untetris um but i've been playing more tony hawk as i have and was last week as well um i'm going through and trying to do like all the challenges and stuff uh i don't know how far i was last time we convened um but I have all of the legend challenges done. So, like, uh, you have to do specific challenges for each skater. Like, they have, like, spots to do and certain tricks to do in certain spots and stuff like that. And to get the legends challenges done, you have to do three pro skaters. There's a bunch of other, like, other random stuff to do. But you have to, like, max out three pro skaters and Mm -hmm. then those other things. And that was relatively simple. And now I'm just going through and trying to find all of the gaps which is hard in just like trying to find them. And then also some of them are just genuinely difficult to do. 
Um, and then I got to Skater Heaven, which is like the very last level, which you unlock by um, collecting all of the uh, Vicarious Vision logos, I think. Mm-hmm. Collecting something. All that, of, the all stat of points, something. Uh, yeah, some logo of, of some points. kind. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But uh, I unlocked that, and like a lot of these the levels have like 16 to 30 gaps, and Skater Heaven has like 84. Mm-hmm. And I've unlocked like six of them or something like that. Because a lot of them are just fucking difficult. Do you get a list in the game? I, I mean, I haven't gotten that far. Yeah. That tells you everything that you need to hit or crosses off the ones that you have. Yeah. It's weird because, like, it's kind of hidden away. It's actually in the view options menu. You would think it would be, like, somewhere, like, in the bumper menu. Like, mm-hmm. at the top where it would say, like, you know, park goals or something like that. Yeah. Um, so you have to go into view options and then like you, from there, there's a thing that says view gaps and it'll tell you how many times you've landed those specific gaps. And if you've landed them zero, they're grayed out. Um, but like once you land them, obviously it, you know, ungrays them out. Yeah. That's my way of going through. And there are like YouTube videos of people going through and showing where they are and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure there's lists online and yeah. each accompany a picture and what have you. So, but there's one gap in particular that like. I've gotten before, but it didn't register because there's you you get an alien for unlocking, or you have to get an alien past this one gap, which means I've gotten it before because I got all the aliens, but it just didn't register. Mm-hmm. Where you have to like open up a volcano by grinding this specific rail, which is not difficult to do, but then with while the volcanoes erupting, so it's a certain amount of time. I don't know. I didn't look up, and I don't think anybody particularly has written in it anywhere you have to jump into that volcano but you have to air over a vert ramp and like boneless right at the end like so that's the up up you know ollie mm-hmm. to make yourself jump further and land in the middle of the volcano without hitting the sides and then that'll transport you into the new area hmm. so i tried it for like maybe a half an hour just doing this one thing over and over again and I couldn't do it. And to make things even worse, there's like a god that like talks to you when you're playing in Skate Heaven and he'll rip on you for like falling off the edge because it's like a floating platform. The whole level's a floating platform. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like God too. He'll just be like, nah, 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 nah. You fail. You suck. Yeah. He was like, oh, wrong way down. And then sometimes he was like, ha, 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 you suck. And I was just like, fuck, fuck you, God. <laughs> like, <laughs> you suck. I hate you. Shut the fuck up. I'm just trying to do this. And then it's it's demoralizing. So I, I, I muted it for a while, but like it's hard to get the jump right when you can't hear your trucks click off the ramp. Yeah. So like that's part of the sound effect. There's no like voice effects you can turn down. It's just click just the sound button. Or music. Just click the button that says, oh, yeah, well, if I suck, I was made in your image, God. So take that. And yeah. then God will shut up. I think that's the button you have to press. You did this. Yeah. It's. I think it's the Konami code. You put that in. Up, up, down, down. <laughs> and, uh, you made me this by God. Yeah. And then your character says that. And then God's like, all right, my bad. You're right. Good call. Skate on. I wonder if, actually, if I put on no bails, if it'll just let me go in there. Because I remember reading that, like, there's some of the tricks are, like, manual. Or, like, some of the gaps are manual oriented. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one in um, Streets, I think. So, you know the the gap where you have to go through, like, up over that truck, grind the rails to get onto the roofs, and then there's, like, a vert ramp on the roof? The, that's where the secret tape is for that level. For which one? I think it's Streets is the level. Oh, in, the, in Tony Hawk 1? Yes. The Minneapolis one, I think? I think so. Where you go up the, um, you go up, like, the truck bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the three 
at like rails that go higher and mm-hmm. higher and higher. Yep. So there's a there's a gap to manual back like down that ramp instead of usually we usually go up it to go yeah, to the yeah. roof. Um so there's a there's a gap to manual down the whole thing, which is oh, okay. very hard to do because sometimes if you're going too fast it'll shoot you off the ramp and then you'll obviously land out of the manual unless you know to instinctively hit the manual again. Yeah. Um so I saw like I was having difficulty doing it and then someone was just like, "Oh, you can put on the like perfect manuals and you'll be fine." And I was like, "No, I'm going to fucking do it." Yeah. That's cheating. Yeah. And then I saw a video of a guy doing it and you could tell it was perfect manuals because it wasn't moving at all. It was just smack dab in the middle. But I was like, "No, I'm 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 going to do I, this." I refuse. I will do this on my own. I yeah. promise. Um That's big of you. But for this other one, the jumping into the volcano one, which I can't fucking get. I wonder if you put on no bails if it'll just automatically throw you in there. Um, and then I'll, once I get that one, I'll be like, I'm fine. But there are some other challenges, um, that like, I'm not going to get, there's, uh, there's things called get there's, which are, uh, combos of different gaps and you have to do them in one combo. Mm -hmm. Um, so like the, the very first one is just, uh, in warehouse. So you have to go through the secret tape room and then land on the bar that's, uh, on the outside and then curve around the whole vert ramp. And that's like relatively simple it, it took me like two or three times times to get there just because i kept hitting the wall or something like that but there's one in roswell where you have to air over the entire flatland of the vert the two vert ramps as the very first thing mm-hmm. and then you need to manual through the alien room you need to go and jump onto the three rails there all the way down or manual down back up the vert ramp and then make the vert ramp jump between the roll-ins and that's all in like one combo. And I couldn't even get over the, the or bridge the gap between the two verts in the very beginning. I got it once just for the, the gap combo. Yeah. So having to do that and then do the rest of the shit after that, I was just like, no, <laughs> this is this is not happening. It's not worth my sanity. No, uh, but that's why only point one percent of people have gotten it. The platinum, you mean, or just that? Just trophy? that trophy. Okay. I don't think anybody's gotten a platinum yet. I checked yesterday and people have gotten to level 100 which was something they hadn't done recently because uh there just isn't enough time in the day to play multiplayer like to get to level 100 um but i did check yesterday and it said 0.1 percent of people have gotten to level 100 now so someone probably has a platinum i'm gonna look right now i'm gonna check psn profiles yeah see if i can uh see if i can find it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Um, no, somebody does have it. It's point. It's point 0.1. Yeah, so somebody has it. This is according to just this. Uh, this is of 7,600 game owners. There's been 10 Platinums. And this is just based on PSN profiles. Right. I mean, that's not indicative of the larger collective amount of people. I can't imagine only 7,600 PlayStation players bought this yeah it's just the 7600 players that are on the website yeah logging it it says 10 people have gotten um the platinum trophy so it is technically doable it is possible i'm sure if i put on no bails like i could do it if those count i don't know if the get theirs will let you put on modifiers but again like if i'm gonna cheat there's no point in doing it it's a good life lesson it's a good way to go through life. If yeah. you're going to cheat, there's no point in doing it. No. This goes for all multiplayer games, everybody. Just yeah, keep that in mind. Especially if you're gonna Call cheat, of Duty, for the love of God. Off. There's no point. 
I did play some Call of Duty the other day as well. Um, I, actually, last night, because I was like, I need to do something to bridge the time before now and I go to sleep. So I played some Call of Duty for the first time in probably two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first match I got in, there was a dude cheating. I was like, this is this is great. Good good fun. Thanks for the welcome back. <laughs> they, just want, they just want you to feel like you have felt this whole time. They just wanted it to be like a warm blanket of, oh, that's right. This is what Call of Duty is. It's cheating. It's cheating. But, like, again, cheating in multiplayer. Like, I don't primarily play um, Warzone just because, like, I'm not very good at it. But, like, it was somebody cheating in the multiplayer. And I was just like, why? Like, what is the point? Um, but they had some sort of wall hacks on because every time I kept coming around the corner, even I put on um, Dead Silence. And, like, because I was like, for sure that this person was cheating. I was like, fuck it, I'm putting on dead silence. Like, that way they can't hear me. And sure enough, I went, went around the corner and fucking, they pre-fired and everything. So, I was just like, what? Like, you could see them tracking me through the, the yeah. wall. I was like, why Why in multiplayer? Like, you have nothing to, like, get from this. Granted, you have nothing to get from cheating in general. But, like, even less because what, like, do you really care about your win ratio in multiplayer? I guess. I mean, I I assume they're bragging. It's either they're bragging somewhere and someone finds it impressive or it's I'm just trolling and I want the other person to know I was cheating and them get all, you know, indignant about it. Yes. They were doing well and I killed them by cheating, which is going to raise their blood pressure up to an insane degree. And I've trolled them. I win. LOL. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not in that mindset, so I can't. I can't know why people decide to, to do that. No. It was a, clearly it like a throwaway account. It was just user and then a bunch of numbers after it. Oh, yeah, because they're going to get banned real soon. So yeah. they're like, why? Why does it matter? I'll just keep getting banned on new fake accounts that I make just to get banned. Or not. Again, this is like they had to buy the game. Like, and like Activision has not said, but is pretty much confirming with the fact that they're not banning people who buy the game since they bought it like... They're banning the Warzone players who play for free, but not the people who've forked over the $60 Hmm. for the game. Because they're technically getting money anyway? I don't know. It's a weird gray zone, and I don't like it. Hmm. There you go. But yeah, that's that's all I did. Mostly mostly packing and moving, because that occupies a lot of your time and effort and energy. I would make like three trips or two trips over in a day and just be like, I'm done moving (laughs) i don't want to do anything i'm I'm just gonna go and watch a movie or a tv show and then go to bed at nine (laughs) i hate hate the color of cardboard i hate the smell of cardboard my whole apartment just smells like cardboard it's terrible well you shouldn't have bought a cardboard apartment then you should have bought one with like real regular walls it's called being homeless Um, oh oh okay i see what you did then yeah gotcha i thought I thought we went to a real place, but apparently no. It was just no. Was what you saw was my staging area. <laughs> you actually have a space in the back. This is yeah. Did you ap- see the picnic table back there? I live underneath that. That's the apartment that they leave open, so that way people don't have to feel embarrassed about having all their stuff brought there to when they go to Tent City or Cardboard City out behind that building. That was weird too, because like I didn't have I didn't speak to anyone when I moved, like physically speak to anybody when I moved in. It's just robots. Well, I mean, like, I talked to somebody through a website, but then she was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to leave the keys in the apartment open. Like, huh. that's how you move in. I was like, oh, okay. That's convenient. I mean, you know, I generally don't like and all that. Yeah, I generally don't like talking to people Yeah. anyway, but it would have been nice to at least, like, have walked through with them to be like, this is wrong or this is wrong. Like, now I'm already there for, you know, four days or whatever, like, or, you know, 
I've I've been on the lease for four days, not there for four days, but like I'm finding things that are wrong, and I want to be like, is it too late to to bring this up, or like, are they going to be like, oh, you fucked it up when you moved in? Yeah, I mean, they might, but it is. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I might as well just send her an email and be like, hey, I moved in on Saturday, and I'm noticing small things. Yeah, like, like it's just like chipped paint in the sink. Or uh, in the in the tub, and like yeah. there's like a crack in the linoleum, but like I don't want them dinging me when I move out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean it's worth it just to bring it up, but it is what it is. Yeah. If not, I mean, fine. Take my security deposit. <laughs> it's already out of my bank account, like right now. Yeah, As of right now, I don't have this money. <laughs> yeah, it's technically gone. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean I played a bunch of Tony Hawk this week. Not a ton of Tony Hawk actually. I played a little bit here and there. Uh, most of my time was spent playing Avengers, which I was even surprised at myself. Uh, about that i i want to get more into the story because i want yeah. that to be like the focus of it because again as i talked about last week the combat is what it is uh it's it's, it's punching button and button mashy and i also want to progress in the story so i can unlock more characters just so that way i can get a feel for what characters i want to play and which ones i like like when i unlocked iron man i wasn't really digging his play style i i think it's because i had spent so much time playing as like ground and pound beat up characters yeah. in uh, Ms. Marvel and Hulk that all of a sudden mixing in the like hover and flight and more of a ranged character. I was like, wait a minute. I don't, I, I don't know if I like this. I have to like relearn it again, kind of. Uh, and it doesn't help that like the first Iron Man like, costume quote unquote that you get is just like Tony with a gauntlet and boots and it's not really a true. So you don't even like feel like you're cool and you're Iron Man. Cause you're just like guy in t-shirt quipping while wearing metal arms it's like okay that's the like that's what you're introduced to iron man as well because the i mean and this is technically a spoiler i guess but it's not really if you've seen anything about the game is that like the beginning of the game is that you play as everybody and then you know cap dies and that's the first catalyst and so then the avengers splinter off so you have to go piecemeal as kamala to try to like put the team back together and so when you come across tony he's living off the land like he's living off the grid so to speak he's like away he doesn't have his suits because he couldn't go get them because the avengers are public enemy number one so he's got like some piecemeal stuff to put things together uh and when i first got him there was a glitch in the game where you didn't get your pre-order skins uh, even though like <laughs> that's great um but like they've already patched it like it was fine the next like when i booted it up the next day they were there so yeah. it wasn't like a big deal um so it was hard playing as like a character i was unfamiliar with in terms of like gameplay in a not visually appealing way right. where i was just kind of like you oh, know he's kind of poopy i was hoping iron man would be a lot of fun and he's just kind of not at least not yet and maybe it's just because i had to get over the hump of doing a grounded pound bruiser style versus a finesse range style. Um, so I think the more I play when needed to, um, it also didn't help that like I was doing a side mission and I picked Iron Man as the character I was going to play to like get more familiar with him. But then I came across a bunch of like doorways that I needed a Hulk type to smash through. And the AI is not helpful <laughs> in those instances. You like, like can't command them to do certain things. No, like I was trying to like, I was trying to attack it in the hopes that, one of like either Kamala or Hulk would like come over and and attack it using their strength. Yeah. Uh, and they were just like, Come on, man, we gotta go gotta go interrogate that guy. And it's like, no, 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 you gotta do do this do this thing though. Once you break this door open, we can do that. Yeah. Like I'm I'm totally down to. I really want to do that. But also like 
I can hear a woman inside going, help me, Avengers. I need to be rescued. I'm like, guys, get the door. She's, she needs to be rescued. Like, let's go. Um, so I had to like look up if there was a move that Iron Man had in his disposal to be able to break it. And it was basically, I had to go build up my meter to use the Hulkbuster ultimate to then smash through this door. So like I had to go to a different area of the map to fight a bunch of grunts to fill that meter up to then go back to that area and break it. And I was like, okay, but I think it was my own fault because it was like, technically, I guess it was like a Hulk specific mission in terms of like, we were trying to get information about like a previous colleague or something like that. So it was more Hulk centric. And I was like, Oh, it shouldn't matter who I pick if it's letting me pick everybody. Like I can pick anybody I want to. It shouldn't punish me necessarily, but I don't think it's necessarily by design. I think it was just a matter of like, I also should probably be playing with other people. Like that's more, this would have, that would have been more fun and not a problem if I was playing with somebody else and going, okay, dude, who's Hulk. Go, go smash. But and we'll like, get that person. Don't hinder on people who want to use this as a single player experience. But it's and or let you swap characters. Yeah, it's it's not hindering per se, because they that wasn't the focus of the mission. Like that was just a side element to the mission that I was trying to complete from like a perfectionist standpoint. Can you go back and do these missions again? I would assume so. Like um, but not from the rip. Like you can't do it right now. I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't think I didn't finish it because I like by the time, like the gameplay, it was late and I was just like, all right, I've gotten to a certain point in the mission, but I haven't completed it yet. So I, I don't actually know. Well, I didn't know like if it was like laid out like chapters, if you could go and redo the chapters or if you have to like, there's a, like, it's a war table. So it's like a holographic map that has little elements on it. So I don't, I don't know what it'll look like once I beat it. Cause it's, again, it's still very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still fun. I'm still enjoying it. It's got, you know, little problems here and there. And I'm not, granted, I think it's just a slow buildup. And once I get more, uh, once I get all the characters unlocked, I think this will change. But I'm not unlocking suits the way I would have hoped to. Yeah. Because I had talked about this when they unveiled it the first time. Where I'm like, I don't really dig the suits, but I know this is a superhero game and I will be unlocking suits from the get-go yeah just like hand over fist yeah. just you know every time there's a i beat a level a drop is going to be new suit even if it's just a crappy one like yeah. it, it'll at least give me the opportunity to, to mix and match and change things out a little bit and i'm not getting that yet the way i feel like i got it with like spider-man where you know you beat a couple missions or and you unlock a new suit i felt like i was unlocking suits constantly in that game yeah collect something you unlock a new suit yeah and so that's not happening but again i think it's just because i'm still so early on in it that uh it's like it's locking in the amount of things i can unlock which might be because it's saving it for the end game stuff to give it replayability which i kind of get but at the same time it's just a little disappointing that i would have hoped to have had other suits and other unlockables because i only really have i think two options for each of the characters thus far huh so it's not a big deal uh but it's just one of those things that like i notice where i'm like oh okay that's kind of disappointing but ultimately, like, I still want to keep playing it. Yeah, it seems like it's one of those things that, like, you get those for the multiplayer levels. Like, it's yeah, not for the single player, really. The the game itself, in general, is they're trying to do the whole Destiny thing where, like, you have replayability through the war table yeah. rooms or whatever they're called. Danger rooms or... Harm rooms. Harm rooms, yeah, whatever yeah. stupid word they have for them. Um and then like those costumes are for those and not for the campaign itself well i'll still be able to use them in the campaign because like once the pre-order costume unlocked like that i then affixed that to the iron man Mm -hmm. so those are still available 
it's just one of those things where I think I probably have to do more of those harm rooms. I have to do more of those other side right. missions and to even unlock them in general, not just for use in them, but just to unlock them. So, uh, I mean, that's just how it is and that's fine. Uh, but ultimately I'm still, I'm still playing it. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then I did play a bunch of fall guys cause I can't not play fall guys a ton. Uh, I also did, in case anybody saw, I did do a couple of streams. Uh, nobody watched the first YouTube one and it was bad. Like the audio quality was bad at the beginning and there was a lot of me like standing up and adjusting the camera. <laughs> uh, these are just, you know, these are test things. Got to see how it, how easy or difficult it is. And I was doing it just through the PlayStation's native like share function. So I was, I didn't have anything like hooked up for the capture card or anything like that to do it the you know professional way. I was like, let's just do a quick thing. Let's just see how they look, see how sound is, see what I need to do. Cause, and again, I was just playing with like my just stock PlayStation headset. And then when that died during the stream I did yesterday, uh, I just grabbed like a regular, like 3.5 millimeter headphones that had a microphone built in. And I plugged those in to try to do that as well. But like the PlayStation doesn't give you the option to mess with like audio levels or anything. So the game was really loud and I was really quiet in certain points, but uh, it's a work in progress. I'm definitely going to try to do more of it. Uh, I played very badly during the first stream, so I made sure to hide that video completely just because it was a bad quality stream, and then I played bad during it. Yeah. Uh, and then I did win yesterday, so I, got, I was glad to to get that uh, recorded and live and a good reaction. It was a thrilling victory, too, because we had the fall ball soccer game that went into over. It was 1-1, and it went into overtime. And then my team won the overtime, and then I won in the uh, in the finals. So that was pretty exciting. And it kept knocking the other dude. Oh my repeatedly. god! I was I'm sitting there like I know that there's this weird disconnect in terms of like what I see versus what that person's probably seeing. Yeah. Because there's a delay in that, but he just kept getting knocked over and knocked over and just getting pummeled by the bar and just somehow kept jumping over it. So like. I don't know how, I don't know what it looked like to him, but to me, it looked like he was just getting absolutely battered in the face by this spinning bar. Yeah. Uh, so I was, uh, I was surprised that he held on as long as, as they did, but ultimately I won and I got it on the stream and I celebrated with just me, which was fine. Cause again, there was, these were test things. I didn't put out anything on Twitter beforehand being like, Hey, we're going live in 20 minutes or we're going live in an hour or anything. There's like no hype build up to it. So it's just like, I tweeted it out see who's did any like random person view no. you no but again i was doing it the one yesterday was you know 11 o'clock in the morning on a saturday so like i don't know joe and i used to just go poke through and view things by the bottom up like see who who's like streaming stuff and yeah. has no viewers and it's like people like just having cameras on their cats or like <laughs> one was one was a camera on somebody's like gerbils or something and joe was like i was like Joe, send them a message. <laughs> like, just ask them if they're okay. And yeah, Joe just sent a message that just said, "Do something." <laughs> he was talking to the gerbil. He was, yeah. yeah, not the person. <laughs> uh, the person was just off in another room. Uh, but yeah, I'll probably be doing more of it. It's a super fun game. It's super easy to. I feel like it's an easy one to start learning streaming because. You really only have to pay attention to the game for very small snippets at a time. Yeah. So I can look at tweaking things or, you know, responding to comments if any come in and stuff like that. So I feel like it's the perfect thing. to. Somebody's going to send you a message that just, that just says, do something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Tony Hawk where it would be like, I'm, guys, I'm, I'm focused on landing tricks and I'm yeah. focused on doing manuals and I can't 
be distracted by what's going on in the chat or anything like that. So I feel like Fall Guys is the perfect one to like get started with that. But I did play a ton of that this week. Uh, I was able to unlock. My goal for the stream was I had four crowns in my inventory and there was a cat robot suit available, which was five for the top and five for the bottom. I was like, all right, my goal for the stream is just to win once so I can unlock this top cat piece. Mm -hmm. And that's my goal. And I did it like right towards the end when I was ready to wrap up anyway. I unlocked the cat thing and I was good to go. So Nice. Did you get the trophy for um, having a legendary... No, no, I still haven't seen a legendary color, color yet. Yeah, because I've got a legendary top, a legendary bottom, and a legendary pattern. Pattern, yeah. but I don't have a legendary color, and that's the only thing I need. And I get that, and then I only have like five or six trophies left. One of them, of course, being the win five, five in a row, row which yeah. like I, I again, I've I stated this before when we talked about it. I got the closest I'm ever going to get. I Who don't know. You keep I, playing it. I, yeah, but I don't think I've never won twice in a row. Uh, besides the time I won three times in a row. So I don't, I just don't think there's too much, there's too much variation. There's too many variables. You know, you could get four in a row every day and then you get like egg scramble in your fifth game. And yeah. you're just like, who knows? Like you could just have a shit team. So I've, I've, I feel like in my heart of hearts that I know I've gotten as close as I'm going to get. I'm, I have faith. I have faith. I'm going to keep plugging away. I'm not going to give up. Especially when like season two comes around and you know, yeah. people drop off. Yeah. I would see that's the thing. Once people drop off, it's only the good players potentially left. So that makes it even more difficult to, to get But you've it. also been training just as long as they have. That's true. But it doesn't mean my skills are, are going up in the same way. But we'll see. Again, I really love the game. I continue to have fun with it. So I'm going to keep playing it as long as it's fun. I think there's 20-something days now left in the season, so I'm at least going to continue playing on until Season 2, uh, and then we'll see what Season 2... We'll see how much each season changes the game, the way that, like... I fell off a of Fortnite because they just kept adding new crazy things and changing the game. And not the fundamentals, obviously, but just changing what things were, where I was like, I'm... I'm not on board. I'm falling off. Right. You like, have to play like yeah. every day, you know, for hours to keep up on it. Yeah. So we'll, uh, I'll go at least that far with it and then we'll, uh, we'll see where we go from there. Uh, but that was, you know, a, a lot, but that's really all I played this week. Uh, so we'll jump into this week's lightning round, li not lightning round, uh, which has both the confirmation of a longstanding rumor that we knew to be real, but needed them to tell us was real. Uh, and finally a price and release date for a next gen console, uh, we'll talk about both of those together, lightning round. Uh, this all started pretty much right after we recorded last week, where yeah. the rumors popped up last Sunday night that not only is the Xbox Lockhart console real, it's called the Series S, which we knew from the controllers, uh, but that it's going to cost $300. It's going to release November 10th, and the Xbox Series X is going to cost $500. And this was all, you know, double-checked, verified sources and... You know, one person posted it and then another person's like, my, you know, my sources are saying the same thing. It seems really real. Microsoft or the Xbox Twitter account went so far as to post the like, you know, the monkey puppet meme where it's like the sideways glance and then looking straight yeah, ahead. Yeah. They posted that like in a quote <laughs> tweet to the rumor of just like, uh, yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't see anything. What are you talking about? That's great. Um, and then Monday morning they said, all right, let's go ahead. Let's confirm this. Uh, this, this was in specifically in relation to the Xbox series S they were like, all right, let's get this out of the way. Let's make it official. Xbox series S 
next-gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever, $299 uh, retail price. Uh, they also confirmed the release date of um, November, November the 10th. They showed us a picture of what the box looks like. It is a very, very small Xbox. It is all white except for a big black circle right on the top slash side, which is supposedly an air vent. But, it is, yeah. Uh, but just looks we. I don't know why it needed to be a black cutout. You could have just made it white. But, I mean, that's a small gripe. But it is a, a really tiny console that apparently has been visible in Phil Spencer's office since July. Oh, really? Like, in the videos that they posted when they did their Xbox game showcase, it's on the shelf in the back. Oh, really? It's just laying down, f- not flat, how you would normally think of it, but like on its side. So it's not standing up on its side. It's on one of the other sides of the cube that it is. <laughs> so like the probably the side that has the outlets on it or whatever. Yeah. So like you couldn't see it. It almost looked like it was a book because it was on a bookshelf with other books. So you just wouldn't you wouldn't know to think like clever oh my bastard. god that's that's the Xbox that clever bastard that's Project Lockhart. Um, so they they did confirm specs as well. Uh, they did say it's going to run games at 1440p up to 120 frames per second. It will support DirectX ray tracing and it'll do four scale uh, 4K upscaling for games. So not native 4K the way the Series X does, um, but you know a synthetic upscaling to 4K. Um, four games. Uh, yeah, again, they confirmed the two ninety nine retail price. Uh, well, it also has the same chip as the Xbox Series X. Yeah, it's so. the same like GPU. The teraflops are reduced, <laughs> which is you know to be expected. And the um, hard drive size is ridiculously small. It's a five. It's a five twelve gig, so it's a half a terabyte um, as compared to the terabyte for um, the Series X. Well, and terabyte everything now, like. You can't buy a PS4 that's not a terabyte anymore. You can't buy an Xbox One that's not a terabyte anymore. Yeah, that's the that's the standard. But again, this is I can understand why they did that. They cut the hard drive size in half. There's no disk drive in this one, so you've cut that out as cost reducing measures to be able to sell this at three hundred dollars, which is an absolute steal, assuming you're okay with essentially being sort of behind the ball a year or two from now. Because this, yeah, it's essentially an Xbox One X Plus digital edition. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, it's a half step from the half step that was already the Xbox One X. Yeah, uh, but there are some curious things that they've come out with since, such as it won't play the Xbox One X enhanced versions of games. It will play basically the Xbox One S versions of games, which. I mean, ultimately, you'll be able to play your Series X games, assuming those are a thing that's actually real and not just all Xbox games are available everywhere. Um, Because if it can't play the Xbox One X enhanced versions of games, I can't imagine it's going to get like the smart delivery Series X versions of things, even just running at a lesser you know, resolution. That's the way I'm reading it. So you can either play your Xbox One games or you can buy Xbox Series X games. Yeah, and still be able to play them, but obviously it's not going to look as good. Right, I don't but think you don't you're... get the promotion version. Yeah, like I don't the... think you're getting the smart delivery Smart delivery version, version yeah. Yeah, uh, which is, I mean, again, it's fine. If you're jumping into this, to the next gen at $300, that's an amazing, that's an amazing deal to be able to get ne- the ability to play next gen games once we get away from things being on both Xbox One and xbox series x to just being on series x 
slash Series S, as long as those games continue to run on that, which the rumor we talked about a few weeks ago certainly indicates where all games being submitted have to run on that lesser Lockhart mode in the dev kit, meaning any new game that comes out has to run on Series X and Series S. And if that's the case, then you've got yourself a next-gen console at $300, and um, Sony's not going to be able to touch that, I don't think, given everything that we know thus far about the PS5 and what it costs to make and all the rumors that we see about production, there's no way they're going to touch $300, with even with the all-digital edition. They also announced that um, you can do the pay-by-the-month thing with this, too. Yeah, so you can do that actually for both, and I have some math here written down. I did research before the show for the first time ever. Um, no, that's <laughs> we, not true. You do research every week. What I, are you talking the, about? That's not true. I do every time we every look week. at the news, it's research. Yeah, I constantly am doing the research every week. Um, but they did confirm that uh, the thing that they had started with the Xbox like all-access bundles that have been they ran that at the end of the 360 lifestyle they started doing it at the end of the xbox one life life cycle yes uh one the 360 is not in a lifestyle anymore no one's like repping their 360 faceplates and making sure it fits within their lifestyle i have a friend who stopped at the 316 that's all he'll ever play oh so maybe that is part of his yeah that is his lifestyle okay never mind i stand corrected but uh yeah so they did confirm that they're doing this from the get-go uh and it's actually quite a very beneficial cost oh yeah it definitely is so uh as i said the i don't know if i said it yet but the series x will cost 500 dollars. the series s will cost 300 dollars. if you'd go with the financing option which is technically what it is because you need like a credit check and all these things but if you go with the pay by the month uh it's for two years right i think that's what i've seen everything is for two years and at that point like you it's like a phone you then own the console so to speak, it's for two years. The Series X is $35 a month. The Series S is $25 a month. Uh, that includes uh, Xbox Games Pass Ultimate, which allows you to play all of the games on Games Pass on your Xbox, on your PC, and on xCloud, which they still haven't confirmed the new name of. Which yeah, they it's still Project xCloud. Yeah, which, they, again, this I think that's because this was supposed to be a bigger announcement. Uh, they had a leaked press a video just today that I saw it where it goes through. It's like Phil Spencer and the head of marketing for Xbox, like going through and spelling out the specs and everything like as a presentation, which either would have just been shown to the press to answer questions about, you know, so they could write up all their articles and previews of the new console once it gets officially announced, or this would have been a thing that was shown to unveil it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of that confirmed the project X cloud new name, which they say we're getting. And it technically launches uh, the day after this comes out. The 15th is technically when Games Pass Ultimate is available on xCloud. And that's the official like launch of xCloud out of game preview. But uh, so you will get for your $25 or $35 a month, you will get the system of your choice, the Games Pass Ultimate. They also confirmed that that will now include EA Access, which gets you you know, older EA games plus the game trials where it's like 10 hours or five hours of new upcoming games. So your men's, your FIFA's, ideally probably squadrons when that comes out in October, just a few days early or on release date, you get to play it for a short amount of time. 10 hours or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think I did that last year with Madden. I'll probably do it this year with Madden, honestly, since football's back. But uh, so you get all of that. If you break down the math, 
it basically costs you, hold on, let me get my sheet. I got here my research right here. Um, so you, if you want to do the Series X, uh, $35 a month for 24 months is $840. If you buy the $500 console, $360 for two years of month-to-month -month Games Pass Ultimate, um, plus $30 a year for EA Access, uh, that's $920. You got a savings of 80 bucks, which... Not huge in the grand scheme of over two years, but still, if you're gonna if you're get, gonna buy it anyway, if you're gonna get Games Pass anyway, which you probably should because it has every game, it's gonna have games day and date uh, that are Xbox or you know original or Microsoft Studios or Xbox Game Studios games. You get them same day, uh, and then you throw in the EA stuff just as like a hey, it's thirty bucks a year. It's not that big a deal. Even if you only just use it for your trial of Madden and then you're good or your trial of FIFA or what have you. Like you can get the value out of that even yeah. if you don't play something on it year round. And even if you didn't, that's what, $60 that you're taking out of that's still $20 Still of $20 of savings and you're getting access to even more games and all this other right. things. Um, the Xbox uh, Series S one is an even bigger savings, assuming I did my math right, where uh, if you finance it, uh, it is what did I say? Six. So it's twenty five dollars times twenty four, which is six hundred, right? Yes. Uh, and then if you buy a piecemeal, it's three hundred dollars for the system. Still three sixty for the Games Pass Ultimate because that doesn't change based on the console right. that you're buying. Same thing with the sixty dollars for EA Access. That's seven hundred and twenty dollars. So that's a hundred and twenty dollars savings. So that's an extra forty dollars in savings uh, if that's the route you want to go. Yeah. So. Again, the Series S is going to be for a very different version of consumer because that's people who don't have 4K or don't care about 4K. It's going to be people who don't necessarily want like the latest and greatest games straight away to look the best and run the best. It still seems like it's going to be a powerhouse of a console. Right. And it's still going to do well and you'll still be able to play your AAA games, your Avengers, your Assassin's Creed's and what have you that you want to play on it but at a much lower cost. Whereas I feel like the Series X and the PS5 are your diehard gamers. I got a 4K TV. I can tell the difference between 60 frames per second and 58 frames per second or 30 frames or what have you. Um, and so I feel like they're just, you know, they're different price points for different people. Uh, it's going to probably get confusing when it comes to holidays and trying to get parents and grandparents and all these different oh people my God, I can't imagine. to buy these kinds of games because the price tags uh, are so drastic in difference, but I think that's a thing that, that Microsoft is willing to live with, and why shouldn't they be? Both are great entry points. $500 for Series X is exactly where I've thought this generation was going to come in yeah, anyway. Same. So, I mean, that hits the nail right in the head. I, I wasn't like, 500 bucks. Oh, man, I'm blown away by that. I was thinking 450 at max. Like that's That wasn't where my brain was. I know there are probably people out there who did think that, but at the end of the day, I mean, they got the price right for that. They blew the price out of the water for the Series S if that's what you're into. And again, some people might just want to get that one because they're like, I play Halo and I play Gears and that's all I touch my Xbox for. And I'll get them for, you know, Games Pass and I just have this machine that will play nice. I don't have to worry about installing drivers or doing things on my computer. I don't want to play these new games and these franchises just on my phone which right now all that xCloud does is the phone. I'm assuming at some point it'll be more like a Stadia where you can play it on a smart TV or you can play it on a computer like via the browser, the Edge browser, of course. But 
I don't. They haven't announced anything like that. Yeah. So if you want to play any of the next gen games, three hundred dollars is the easiest invitation to come play games on Xbox that they could have done. Yeah. As long as you don't care about the four K and. Yeah, like I don't have a four K TV yet, and like if I had an interest in like the next gen consoles, which I just don't right now, they're not giving me enough of a reason to to want to buy one. But if I did, like I would definitely hop in on that. Yeah, it's a, it's a little weird that this came, and again, I think it's because they weren't prepared to unveil it when they did, um, but there's no confirmation yet of what the launch lineup is, and I think that's a little bit concerning. Like All of the news that came out of this unveiling, I think, is positive. I don't think there's anything negative that you can say about the two options, the two price so points. Um, so that's, I mean, that's an all-out like knocked out other win. than the confusion of the naming conventions and yeah but that's the same thing that we've known we'd have to deal with since right. they announced it at the game awards or whatever whenever they announced what it was going to be called and so i think there's nothing but positive things and i think this was a home run you know slam dunk touchdown whatever sports analogy you want to use for <laughs> microsoft uh the only thing that i think holds it back is i don't st- i still don't know what games i will be able to buy on day one of owning an xbox series yeah. whatever and if like this is a game console i need to know what i'm buying this console for because as of right now i don't yeah because the the tech is impressive the price is impressive the lineup is non is unknown other than you're you're probably going to get your cyberpunk next gen version you're going to get your assassin's creed next gen version uh you're going to get your all right none of those games come out after november 10th right i think cyberpunk this month no cyberpunk is november it okay. got delayed again yeah I, all the delays have really thrown me this year i can't remember when anything comes out anymore and they and they also announced that assassin's creed the next gen version's coming out much later than expected as well okay so but so then you don't even i don't even know like dirt 5 was supposed to be a launch i think on i think these. it still is yeah. no that got delayed this week too. oh did it really um yeah i mean we don't talk about racing games so i didn't put it in the news or anything like that but i'm pretty sure that got delayed again as well obviously we talked about halo being moved into next year so not knowing what i can play day one and i mean granted this was probably never going to be a thing that i would you know drop my cash on anyway um maybe down the line potentially to like play more things um, but as someone with an android phone that can play xcloud like i'm more than happy to play these xbox games that don't really jump out to me anyway on the phone like it's not right. that big a deal and i could play it on a tablet and i could you know do all sorts of different things but um not knowing what games you can play day one i think is a big hindrance to it so ultimately we'll see i'm, I'm assuming in the coming weeks they will nail down a here is a once pre-orders go live for the system, I think, which I don't think they confirmed when that's going to happen. September twenty second. Okay, something that's like what that. I had seen was the end of the month, but I wasn't sure if that was the official. Yeah, like, it was an official okay. announcement when they officially announced both systems. Like after the the first one, after the S got announced, they were like, "Okay, fine, we'll minus one well announce the X as well." Um, yeah. They said it's the twentieth. That is the twenty second. Something like that. Yeah, I did. I think I saw the twenty second as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming sometime between now and what next Tuesday, a sure. week or week. I don't know. Dates don't have any. A week from anyway. the day after this comes out, um, you'll be able to pre-order. And I'm assuming sometime in this next week, we will get here are the games that you can purchase and buy. Which will be, which will also be confusing given smart delivery. Because if a game comes out in October that gives you a free update to later, it technically won't be listed as the Series X version of a game, or it might still be. It, they should. They they definitely need to do that. Yeah. So, um, while it's just a great tell us what's available thing, 
that's going to be on that console when the console comes yeah. out, regardless of it's smart, smart delivery or not. Like, they need to tell us yeah. What's the reason why one? we're going to buy this console. Yeah, especially for day one and for the holiday shopping season. Yeah. So I assume that'll come this week, but that's really the only downside to otherwise what was a great like yeah I showing mean, for Microsoft. And I like I watched the the breakdown of the the Series S when they talked about it because I was just, I like I have a mild interest in it. I still like to have physical games, but like if I'm gonna get one, like I don't have a very much like interest in Microsoft's infrastructure gaming like like exclusive wise and stuff yeah. like that. I'd rather for the PlayStation side. Um, so I did watch like the them like actually tearing down the system and saying like what it does and like the comparison between sixty frames per second and non like you know what they run now and even yeah. like all the way up to one hundred and twenty like and yeah there is a a, a little difference that they showed um, they had someone from Coalition showing off Gears Five and like showing how like it's more important because it's going to be a competitive game but like. Yes and no. You still are at the mercy of your internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, it looks smooth as hell. But if somebody's lagging or if you're lagging, it's not going to really matter. Yeah. Um, but um, like I just I need to know what I'm playing. Like, just give me a game lineup and then I'll care more. But as of what they've announced, there's no negatives. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a good showing. Uh, not really anything other than that i think to cover on that i'm trying to i'm just scrolling through a couple articles here just to make sure there isn't anything that we missed Not that about I can think of. the unveiling um so if you were i know you said that you're probably not but if you were would you go the financing option and kind of lessen the blow because i think that's how i how i would do it uh ultimately i'm assuming i'm gonna plop down 500 ish bucks around there maybe 600 maybe 450 whatever on a playstation 5 yeah because I am a PlayStation gamer. I have my PS4 catalog. I have all my saves. I have all my friends on PlayStation. It's where I have been gaming for 20 years now, like 20 plus years since I started with my PS2. So that's the one I'm just going to get right out of the gate regardless. But if I am like, oh, I do want to play these Xbox games or are things coming out 25, 35 bucks a, a month? Not, it's kind of a drop in the bucket. Granted, that's not the case for everybody. That's the difference between, you know, that's somebody's whole entertainment budget potentially for a month is 25 bucks. And they use that to go to the movies or go out to dinner once or right. something. Um, but would you would you consider the, the financing option? If I was fully into buying one, yeah, definitely. I mean, you save money over time. Granted, it's not that much. But, like, this is no different than a cell phone. Like, people do this all the time with cell yeah. phones. Like, I, you're going to need gold to play online anyway and like gold is lumped in with all of that stuff now yeah. and like then getting the whole back catalog granted we don't know what we're getting day one anyway at least we'll have this back catalog catalog of stuff to play yeah. um so yeah definitely like the finance thing i was that was the most impressive announcement for me out of the whole thing if, of we're making this easily available for people who don't have 300 or 500 dollars to just plop down all at once yeah if sony does something similar uh, when they inevitably announce the price and release of the PlayStation 5, that'll probably be my, yes, I'm getting the system day one. Because as of right now, I don't I don't intend on buying either of these. At least... Not at the jump. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll probably wait a year. Like, until yeah, there's like a, a, You're not done buying video game consoles. Like, you're going to buy something eventually. No, no, no. I'm not, yeah. I'm not joeing this. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not going to get either of these. But if... 
uh, like I'm not buying either of these day one. Yeah. Right now, if but if Sony says we're also giving you a per month option, and you can buy it, and, and it comes with PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now. Or right. Anything. Granted, it's not going to be as much of a bargain because they don't have the back catalog of stuff that you do, you get with Microsoft. But I am more ingrained in the Sony's yeah infrastructure and like their exclusives and the the choices they decide to have on their systems over the PlayStation or over the um the Xbox. Yeah. Um but if they say yeah, like $25 a month granted it, it could break out even in the end, I'll absolutely do that cuz then yeah, sure, why not? Like yeah. I, I wasn't thinking about dropping $500 all at once, but I'm going to get one eventually, so I might as well get one now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, assuming the reviews are all like, hey, we've played it, it's great. And not like, oh boy, this first run, is it's tough, it's a, it's a rough go. Right. I mean, that's not the reason I waited for the PlayStation 4, um, or even the Switch. Like, I, I just waited because I didn't have any interest in the stuff that was out on them. Yeah. Well, granted, the PlayStation 4, I didn't have the money for it to begin with. Yeah. When the Switch came around, I did. I just didn't care about the lineup. Yeah, and so uh, it is worth mentioning that we will most likely know the price and release date and launch lineup of the PlayStation 5 on Wednesday. So this goes out on Monday. Fingers crossed. Um, They've already announced there is a PlayStation 5 event at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, I think, you know, we we talked about this for months. There was this game of chicken between Xbox and uh, PlayStation. Who's going to go first with release date? Who's going to go first with pricing? What are you going to do? Um, I've seen the rumor now that it's going to be, I think, November the seventeenth uh, or the twenty fifth or something, where it's the either the middle or the end of November. So Microsoft will get the beginning, so we will get the end. Um, but we'll find out more about that. We'll see if they. I think it might be too late to try to pivot and all of a sudden introduce a you know a financing option if that wasn't already something they were thinking about. But we'll uh we'll see and so we'll have a i think more of a full breakdown next week in terms of okay here are the here's what each thing has going for it because i do think we will get launch lineup this week ahead of pre-orders next week yeah um, i don't think they'll do a financing either that just doesn't sound like something sony, sony would, would want to no. do in general but i but to the point of microsoft's been getting all this positive buzz about the savings over overall and the ease of being able to upgrade for a per month option would be enough to make a corporate rival go, okay, how do we do this? Can we do this? Let's do that. That's that's what everybody's talking about coming out of this is that. Can yeah. we do it? And a week's just not enough time to all of a sudden put that into motion. So I mean, they could announce it before launch at least. That's true. Where it's like, hey, if you've pre-ordered, if you pre-ordered through Sony, you have the option of selecting. Because, again, the financing is just through Microsoft. I don't think you could do it through Best no, Buy. No, you have or, to do it through them. Like, yeah. It, it, well, because they probably also have to have some sort of contract thing that says if you don't pay it, then you owe X amount of money or whatever. Yeah. So they could say like, oh, if you pre-order on Sony's website and it's a week before launch, it's like you now have the option for financing. If you'd like to switch, log into your order, modify it, select this, sign the contract, do whatever you got to do, and then you're good. Um, so I I guess that's technically possible, but you're right. It doesn't seem like a thing Sony would, would do, so I doubt it will be a thing um, that ultimately gets announced. But... It's an exciting week. We're probably going to know the launch lineups, price, and release dates for all of the next-gen consoles come, come... Come next week. Yeah, come recording next week. So, very exciting time in the world of video games. 
Um, speaking of upgrades to video games, lightning round, there was a rumor this week regarding the Nintendo Switch Pro, which is not real as far as we know, but is totally real for as far as we know. Just uh, like the light wasn't ever real, and they're, they're not and making it, a, a smaller iteration or a new console. It's not coming out. Nothing's coming out. We're not doing any upgrades. We're not doing anything. It's just the standard, regular old red and blue or black Switch that we always have. Uh, there was new rumors this week that, of course... This thing that has not been announced, is not official, has been denied by Nintendo, but definitely is real because of all of the building mountains of evidence that says it is, um, that Nintendo is asking developers of upcoming Switch games to make their games 4K ready, which implies that whatever the next Switch is can do at least some kind of upscaling to 4K. I don't imagine it's going to be native 4K. That doesn't seem possible given the size and the specs that you need to hit, unless this is that thing that we've talked about where maybe this is a fully docked switch at all times, home console switch, and you've got your, it can do both. You've got your, it can do one, which is portable. And maybe now you'll have an, it can do one. It's a box. Which is weird. It doesn't like that. The the whole point of the word switch (laughs) is the fact that you could do both of them. Yeah. True. So, I, I mean, so granted, the naming is already ruined if they do this. Well, it was. It was. I mean, it's already ruined light. when the yeah. light came out. Yeah, so at this sure. point, now, now that you've done the handheld only, which I think was a good idea. I think that's a good model to have. Skip has it, and he loves it because he's a dad, and he's not always going to get to have TV time to himself. Oh yeah. So it like it makes sense to abandon the concept of switching for the ease of bringing in new consumers. So I think it, it's a good thing and. This could mean that they're like, well, we've already lost the heart of what the Switch is, so let's just put out the best thing for people that want it. Uh, I might be intrigued if it's just like, if, as long as they can make seamlessly playing between, you know, multiple Switches, I'm going to put quotes around that uh, going forward, I guess. As long as they make that seamless, that might be a thing I would be interested in picking up. It's not with the light, though. Currently, it's not. But yeah, if they're so like... I don't think they'll probably try and change that for the new one i would think if maybe if you had this you know these now two versions that don't like change how you use them maybe they are working on some kind of architecture that makes it better uh if that was the case though i'd be super down for an upgrade to a standalone you know whatever um even if they don't do that and they just come up with another traditional switch that maybe docked can upscale to 4K. I think that would be awesome. I might even still be inclined to get that just from a having a more powerhouse version of the console really? available. I might. I don't know. It's not. I just don't see a need for it. I don't like, currently. I'm like, on the I'm, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum where I'm just like, why? Like, they're not trying to be competition. So why release a more powerful one? What's the need? Like, well, I don't see an audience for this at all. The thing is, is the audience is the same people that already have a Switch, ultimately. Because if you care about 4K and the graphics and everything, I don't think you were, you were sitting on the sidelines of Switch going, I want 4K, I want, you know, Super HD, I don't care about anything that's coming. I, got, I don't care about Odyssey, I don't care about Breath of the Wild, I don't care about any of the games that have come out for it already, Smash, Mario Kart, whatever. I just want 4K, I just want a powerhouse console. You're not now jumping in because they're like, oh, finally, now I get to play Odyssey and Breath of the Wild because I can do so in upscaled 4K. It would be for the people who bought a Switch on day one, our Nintendo diehards, and then are like, yeah, no, I want to 
I want to buy an upgraded Switch. Maybe you've got Joy-Con drift and you just want a newer version. I think those are the people that would do this more so than the people who are like, I was waiting until 4K version. Now I'm all in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I know that that's probably the audience, but like that's such a small... Like, I have well, yeah, a Switch that goes to your point. Of- and like, I don't even care. Like... If this got upgraded, like, that's great. Even if I had a 4K TV, like, I'm not going to buy a whole other system for it to look shinier. Like, this isn't enough for me to plop down new system money on. Granted, I already have the thing it is, you know. Hence why I'm not buying an Xbox Series S. Because it's shinier version of the Xbox One. Yeah. Like, it... it it doesn't do enough for me, so I just don't see an audience, and I'm honestly surprised that there still are rumors of it coming out. Like it just doesn't seem like there's a thing that it it's a thing that needs to exist at all. But I mean, this is the same argument I made last week with the sixty dollar Mario collection. Like Nintendo fans are just gonna give Nintendo more money for things that don't make sense. Yeah, as long as it's things that they like, for the most part. Great, great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is this is Nintendo fans are Nintendo diehards. Like they are gonna spend their money on the things that Nintendo make because Nintendo make them. I'm not shooting it down. I'm just saying that like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because I'm not a Nintendo well, yeah. diehard. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I I agree that I don't necessarily think that there is um, a need for this. Yeah. I think there's a market for it. It is smaller, you know. It's just Nintendo f- fan boys and girls. And but it's also people. kind of nice that this would be the first time that Nintendo put out a stronger version of a home console. Like, we've gotten the 3DS, the new 3DS, 3DS XL, 3DS, yeah. which is technically a stronger the version. <laughs> uh, the Wii, but the Wii U is a different generation. I know, I'm just... like I'm, I'm If they had marketed the joking. Wii U as the upgraded Wii and put it out in you know, 2012 or whatever, as like a mid-year bump, like a mid-cycle bump, I think people would have been like, oh my God, the Wii U is the greatest thing ever. And it would have sold like gangbusters. But the fact that they put out something called the Wii U, made the box look very similar and added a tablet and called it the next generation is what put it in the ground from the get-go. And But it, it still played Wii games. So technically it was the upscaled version of a Wii. Yeah, but that's just back because they was treated as a next generation jump as opposed to a mid generation bump. Because it wasn't like it played just Wii games; it played Wii U games that you needed to have a Wii U to play. Whereas the Switch one would still play all of your old Switch games. Your old Switch would still play all future Switch games, even if they could upscale to four. See, I think that they're gonna do a new 3DS thing or a DSi thing where like they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, we're also gonna make things games that are exclusive for this." To give people a reason to buy it. I feel like there might be some features that you need it for, like, but I don't know what those could be that are just graphics related, where it's like you need to have it. Maybe it's just more characters on screen or something like that. Because I think even technically with the new 3DS, most of those titles were still playable on the regular 3DS. You just, it would probably run like butt. No, there was like five or six that you could only play on the new 3DS. I know, like, because I was super interested in Monster Hunter, and you couldn't play it on the regular um, 3DS. You you only play it on the new 3DS. And they had, like, a little indication on the box art that said, like, only playable. But it was, like, six titles. Same yeah. thing with the three the, the, the DSi. Yeah. It only had a few because it had, like, the camera mechanic yeah. or whatever. So I don't... I, I, I'm sure there might be some of those things, but I think this will just be a more powerful thing that plays things better. Uh, and can help run things better. I mean, if it if it is now a 
equivalent of an Xbox Series X or a Xbox One X. Yeah, I was like, Sorry. there's no way they're making that jump. Fucking naming conventions suck. Yeah. Uh, or a PS4 Pro. That's, that one's a little easier. Or even just a PS4 at this point, because I think the Switch is probably more in line with a... I mean, granted, it can play all those games, but I think it's probably more in line with the late-stage PS3 or... Yeah. Uh, or regular PS4 as opposed to PS4 Pro. Yeah, it is. And, like, there are... Like, there... I joke, and I like that it's the port machine, that it's just taking games from systems that are already out, um, but albeit not as good. Like, yeah. um, the... Uh, Nino Kuni keep like keeps being on sale, but like lots of people are like, yeah, but it's really rough on the Switch. So if they can make Nino Kuni playable on the Switch Pro or yeah. Switch Plus or whatever the the naming convention the Switch heavy. call it, um, then like th- that's cool. But still, I have like a Switch that is fine right now. Yeah, same. Um, and I honestly don't play my Switch as much as I used to. Uh, I plan to because there's, you know, obviously the Mario collection comes out this week and I'm yep. going to be playing that like Gangbusters. Um, WWE Battlegrounds comes out this week. I'm probably going to get that on Switch. Oh, I forgot about that. Assuming Joe, it runs. Joe did pre-order that, so I'll, I'll definitely at least play it over his. Do you know what he got it on? I think he got it on the Switch or on the Xbox. One or the other. Okay. Yeah, not not on the PS4. I'll text him. We'll, we'll text him in the group chat. Yeah. Uh, and we'll figure it out. Because that would obviously be easier to play with everybody being able to play on the same console. But like, I was thinking about getting that on the Switch because I want portable wrestling. Like, I want to sit there watching wrestling, playing. And I think he did get on the Switch because of that. This wrestling well. game. Yeah. So I'm going to be playing it more coming up. Um, so I don't necessarily think I would jump at the chance to spend another $350, $400 on a Switch Heavy. But... I mean, we'll, that's what I'm going to call it from now. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I, so then we'll, we'll see. But the fact that they're moving towards a ups, at least upscaling to 4K, there's no way it's going to do native. Uh, and I'll be interested to see if they do go standalone box or just a beefier, nicer screen switch. Oh, so, sorry, when I got detracted, my, my point on that being was that if they start doing games that are out like more graphic intense games that are out now and porting those onto the switch heavy uh like imagine playing fucking call of duty or something like that like then then they're expanding their audience now yeah if you can then run Warzone, right that's my like yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying like now that like they're now that it's beefier and can play those things and not just a 4k upscaling machine yeah um there needs to be some sort of other thing inside of that to now make it a competitor to the one x and the ps4 plus yeah and i think pro rather um it also would help cut down the delay time between day and date release versus switch release right and that's my intent like that's my you know overall intent in saying that is like that this is now on par with the current generation not the future generation so yeah, they're I always going to be a generation behind. If that's the case, it probably would require some kind of stickering that's like may not run smoothly on older or lights switches. Like, oh, the gamings s- themselves. Yeah, because if you're going to do that and you're going to make Warzone playable on the Switch Heavy, oh, I didn't th- think about that. Then you would need to also either put a disclaimer that this really is only designed for Switch Heavy. It may run, but also, like, don't blame us if it doesn't because you're playing on a 2017 machine. Well, at that point, just that, brand it as a Switch-heavy game. Like the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so you would, you would need some kind of messaging right. that's either it could doesn't run, play at all. but it might, uh, 
and it will be bad, or it will not run. It is only for Switch Heavy. Yeah. So there would be, again, some confusion in brand messaging that would be needed, but it's looking real. So it's just a matter of finding out how real it is and in what capacity we get it. So yeah. whenever Nintendo is ready to uh, open up the, you know, the files, then we'll we'll get a, a look at what that really is. Probably after PlayStation comes out with their pricing and stuff. Probably. And this won't come out this year, obviously, the way that the Series X and PS5 will. This is most definitely a 2021 thing. If not a spring four-year anniversary of Switch type release, then it would be probably a holiday 2021 you know, get the kids, hell, kids fighting over switches, get the second switch, and the older brother gets the switch heavy or whatever, however yeah. you want to do it. So we'll uh, we'll see how real this is and in what form it comes in uh, at some point, probably before the end of the year, but if not, into 2021, if it is in fact real. Uh, lightning round, we will stick with Nintendo because uh, they weren't set to just rest on releasing the Mario collection and all of the Mario announcements they made last week. They also announced a new game this week that takes place, uh, takes place takes in place. the Breath of the Wild. See, I was ready to say Breath. So I said take place. Take place in the uh, breath of the in wild. In the Breath of the Wild universe, uh, as we are getting a prequel to Breath of the Wild set a hundred years before the events of that game. Uh it is title it is subtitled Age of Calamity, uh, but the before title is not the Legend of Zelda Age of Calamity. It is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, as we are getting another collaboration between uh, Koei, Tecmo, and Nintendo, in that we are getting another Hyrule Warriors game. What do you think about this, John? I think it sucks. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't care about Breath of the Wild. I don't really like the 3D Zelda did games you, in general. Did you play it? I did not. Okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, like... Yeah, no, I know that that was... Like how you, I just wasn't sure if when you did get a Switch, if you ever were like, you know what, I'm going to at least try it to have tried it. I mean, I might at some point. It's just yeah. never been on my like need to play uh, list. Well, no. And when you bought a Switch, there was like 16 games that were all coming out like right then and there that were in your wheelhouse, in your fandom, right. must play, must play now right. type games. Um, some of which you haven't either beat or played still. Yeah, I've um, probably played the first hour of all of those. <laughs> yeah. So I, I figured that was the case that you hadn't gone back to play it, but I wanted to, to no. just double check for the conversation of it. No. I still haven't beat it, so I'm not... Which is surprising. It was one of those things where I just kept playing and being like, I don't want it to end, and then I just didn't... But then just... they put out DLC. Yeah, but the DLC wasn't anything that I cared about. It was just like, go to the island and do island stuff. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. But I don't... I think this new game is uh, shit uh, because a lot of the people who play Breath of the Wild don't give a damn about Hyrule Warriors. And like to hide lore in a spin-off title that has complete different gameplay and like development than the main titles is kind of a shitty thing to do. See, I, I obviously not having played it yet. I don't know how much of quote unquote like hiding lore there will be because you get a lot of the backstory in how this kind of played out while playing through Breath of the Wild. Because they always mention like before and hey, remember when you helped me defeat Calamity Ganon the first time? And like, hey, Link, we've met. You were just asleep for a really long time. Like this will flesh some stuff out. I don't know how much deeper it'll go beyond like hey, you're here and we're fighting and then, then you're going to fall asleep and we're going to wake up and we're going to go, hey, remember when we fought before? That was cool, right? And that's like just how you get it. Cause but the fact that like... The Warriors games aren't high on 
um, intense, deep story narrative stuff. It's they are. We gotta we gotta go and we gotta defeat the bad guys. So go uh, defeat a thousand enemies by smashing that B button. Right, but go. like I'm just saying, like the Muso games in general, depending on the title. There is a decent amount of storytelling in him. Like, I played the Dynasty Warrior Gundam games, and, like, granted, those are different. But there is, a like, a, a overarching story in that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's devoid of story. But it's the just fact not what you that, play like, those games this for. is being touted, like, the very first thing that everyone says is it's a thousand years before Breath of the Wild. It's hundred. Uh, sorry, a hundred years yeah. before Breath of the Wild, and it's going to, like, explain more of the, the story of Breath of the Wild. That's their selling point in it, and they're hiding it in a muso game oh but they're not they're not hiding it they're actively getting you to try to buy it oh no no no. but they could have put this into something else and instead they're trying this is the selling point of a muso game is to say that it's tied to breath of the wild yeah which i don't know i don't i think it's smart marketing to do it that way because if it wasn't for this i don't think you'd ever get that i don't think you're gonna get a breath of the wild prequel that is like breath of the wild but gives you the before time. This is just a unique way to give you story that you would have either gotten in a book. Uh, you I would know, rather ten, read in a book. Though. Ten years from now, which I think that's more hiding it if you put it in like one of those compendium coffee table books of the history of the Breath of the Wild lore. I feel like that would be hiding it versus like, no, here's a new game in the Zelda franchise that plays like a previous Zelda game. Granted, one that's not mainline or probably as well liked as some of the mainline ones but i know it has its fans i like muso games i played a little bit of hyrule warriors i do like muso games as well like i said i played the yeah the gundam ones the gundam ones and i played the attack on titan games are all they're just dynasty warriors attack on titan themed um so it's not that i dislike them i just think that this is just a shitty cash grab yeah, I guess it'll depend on on how deep it goes. The first one, because I think the first one was probably a cash grab too, but that wasn't based in. Oh yeah, I didn't like, like the that. first one either. I did play that actually. I played it with Joe. I liked bits and pieces. Like I like it because I like those kinds of games, but it's not ever a thing. Like I didn't buy it because it was never a thing where I'm like, this isn't something. It's not a gameplay style that is enough to pull me in. Of like, oh yeah, must play just because it's Zelda. Yeah. Like it was, there are other Zelda games I can play. I will try it because it's Zelda, but it is by no means must play or must no. buy. This was one where I thought about buying it when it came to 3DS, but it was one where you needed the new 3DS, and I had just gotten a 3DS, and it wasn't the new one, and it ran like butt on it. So I was just like, oh, screw it. And the other one was on Wii U, and I didn't want to buy the deluxe version on Switch. It was just one of those things where I, was, I always gave myself reasons not to. Right. Uh, I'll probably do that with this one too, to be to be perfectly honest. But the fact that it is set in the Breath of the Wild continuum makes me more inclined to play it than I would have otherwise. If they were just like a Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity and it's, you know, about something else completely different, I'd be like, mm, I'll try it. I'll play it if someone else has it. I'll do multiplayer, like if Joe gets it or something, but I'm not going to buy it. This one, I'm at least like, maybe. Maybe I'll put it on a list for birthdays or Christmas or something. Like, yeah. It's not necessarily a day one go out and purchase for it, but I think it looks cool. I do like those style of games. I think it's fun to mix it up a little bit, especially when we're several years off from getting that Breath of the Wild sequel that they've talked about. I think this is a cool way to give you uh, expanding story elements in a different kind of casing that is fun, but you know, obviously you're definition of how much fun these are will vary greatly from person to person 
So I think it's cool, but again, it's it's not a must buy for me either way. Yeah, it just sound, it feels like a cash grab for me. Like we don't have anything else coming in the mainline Zelda like series, so let's just ask Koei Tecmo to copy paste, and then we'll hide some lore in there to make it a a you know necessary purchase for people who want to continue buying the Zelda lore stuff. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how the reviews pan out on it. If it's just like guys, this is the most bare bones, basic, like low budget Dynasty Warriors, or if it was like this is the best Koei Tecmo has ever done in terms of gameplay and you know replayability and varying you know gameplay styles, and because there are a lot of characters you can play, which will all play differently. But that's, I mean, Dynasty Warriors games have that too. It's you know, there's ones that are more heavy and ones that are quicker and all these different things. So. Uh, I'll be very interested to see what reviews are like for this in terms of does it reinvent the wheel of Muso games or is it just another fine example of the Dynasty Warriors franchise? I'm going to spoil it for you. It's just a fine example of the Dynasty Warriors franchise I, hey, with I'm, a Zelda skin 6. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm, well, technically with a Zelda skin 2. Because they've only had the one with a Zelda skin. Well, I'm saying six out of ten. Oh, okay. oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were saying this was the sixth. Just no, this fine is only the second Muso one. Dynasty Warriors Technically, game it's like the fourth with because the of skin. the the 3DS version and, and the all Switch of it, version. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, but I'll be I will be interested to see if it is just because I do think it'll probably be like if you know what you're getting into and you like it, then you're going to have a great time. Versus, no, this is this is not just your average Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, Dynasty Warriors, Gundam, whatever game. Right. This is this is something new, or this is something where they've they've taken the criticisms of the middling franchise, you know, going through to heart. And what a great thing! This is the best version of a Musou game I've played since Dynasty Warriors One, or whatever. Like I don't. They need to take it to heart and just call them Musou games from now on. Like we already know what those are. Steps. Yeah, well, I think that's what technically they are. But, I, like, they still keep the Warriors name in there. Dynasty oh. Warriors, Samurai Warriors, yeah. you know, all of that. Well, these Dynasty are about the Warriors, Warriors of Gundam. Hyrule. So, uh, just, yeah. Just call it Legend of Zelda Musou. Link's Musou. Yeah. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. I think this does have a release date. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. Oh, yeah. November 20th, 2020. So maybe competing with the PlayStation Five, we don't know. We'll oh yeah, out. it's gonna it's gonna outsell the PS Five. There. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the numbers of PS Fives that will be available is short supplies. We've heard so maybe sure. it will. Honestly, you can just print as many games as you want, and it might actually outsell the PS Five on day one. We don't know, but this won't cost five hundred dollars. This will be a sixty dollars game for your Nintendo Switch. All right, lightning round. Uh, we did get a new gaming showcase in what is being known as 2020, the longest E3 ever, uh, where, where we've got... <laughs> the summer of super fun games. Yeah, the super fun games that continues into what feels like fall. Uh, there was another Ubisoft Forward event. So they had done one previous, I think, back in like May or June, and then said, yeah. we'll be back at the end of the summer with more news and information. So we got that this week. Um, the biggest chunk of this... And I was it as disappointing as the first one? I don't even remember the first one, to be totally honest. The first so, one was mostly yes. Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed. They said they were going to show new stuff, and then they showed nothing new. Yeah, so maybe. 
uh, I just I don't really have a huge stake in most Ubisoft franchises anyway, so this was never going to be a thing that you know lit a fire under my butt to get me super excited. But there are a couple of things that are really cool in here that we will talk about. Uh, I don't have a list necessarily of everything that was released. This is another one of those smaller type things where we're just going to pick and choose some of the stuff that they talked about the most. Uh, was there anything that stuck out to you uh, in particular that you wanted to talk about first? No fucking Splinter Cell. Uh, well, that's not true. Sam Fisher's coming to Rainbow Six Siege, which we did know, and there was like a little like teaser video that was animated that showed him like prepping for a mission. Yeah, and they whatever. like fucking teased you hardcore. So they're like, Sam Fisher's gonna be back and ready in action in a familiar franchise, and you're like, oh, who, new Splinter Cell game? They're like, no, he's gonna be in Rainbow Six Vegas yeah. or uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, which they did confirm is getting like, next gen versions. We fucking knew this already. Why did you have to hype us up? Just give us a new fucking Splinter Cell game. Well, you're not going to get that. You're going to get... Apparently, the season is completely focused around him, so that's at least some bigger than just... He's that's, a character. It's fine, but like, it's also not a game that like no is like People catered want. to being Sam Fisher. Like, it's a... The game is called Siege. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Rainbow Six Stealth. <laughs> Rainbow Six, wait around for a minute and then attack. Yeah, Rainbow Six, hide in the shadows. This yeah. is called Rainbow Six Siege, where you're encouraged to blow down walls. <laughs> like, this is not a game that Sam Fisher needs to be in. Well, maybe that'll change a little bit. Maybe it will be more stealthy this season. We don't, we don't know yet. It's I, don't, I, I really liked Siege when I played the shit out of it. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, this is. I'm not a, shitting hate, on the game. I'm yeah. shitting on the fact that. Sam Fisher, needs, Sam to Fisher needs to be in a Splinter Cell game, Correct. not in Siege. Correct. So uh, that is obviously disappointing. He's also in a mobile game, which we got at the last Ubisoft event. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. I think the more they keep putting him in these little things that he doesn't belong in, the more likely it is that, yes, we are getting it. Because every time they do this, it's Twitter and YouTube comments and everything just gets lit up like, but where is Splinter Cell? But where is Splinter Cell? Right. They're just building up the hype. Or like the false hype for whenever they announce a new Splinter Cell game. I think probably depending on how the world is, if there is an E3 next year in the normal E3 format, I think that's when you get it. I think that's when you get the announcement of it and it's either a that fall or an early 2022 release. Yeah. I feel like it's coming. They seem to be going to this character so many times that I feel like it, it has to. Otherwise, you're just going to completely lose everybody in terms of like, ever thinking anything good will come from them ever again it is ubisoft i mean they're kind of already on their way there to yeah. begin with. <laughs> so so yeah they did talk about that uh the bulk of it at the start which i kind of tuned out for because it's a game i i just don't really care about is uh immortals phoenix rising which uh used to be gods and monsters used to be gods and monsters i am going to play they did announce during this that later this year there will be a stadia exclusive beta demo that is like they built a whole new island that's separate from the main like was it the one that got leaked and people could play for like 30 minutes or whatever probably it's honestly probably that one um but that was probably them testing that capability and technology or whatever Uh, and everyone just thought it was the real gods and monsters game but really it was just the stadia exclusive demo that they were testing early on i don't know Um, but that's probably what it is so i will try it but i just there's nothing about this that jumps out to me because it is it's Breath of the Wild reskinned it's as Greek mythology Breath of the Wild. Which is cool. Like I like Greek mythology stuff. I liked all the Greek mythology stuff and God of War and I you know, I think that's a fine um, you know, field to play around in. Uh, but just I didn't care to watch like I, I watched the whole thing, but I didn't I wasn't paying super attention to it because none of it jumped out to me as anything other than 
Loki even has like the tablet lift a rock mechanic from Breath of the Wild. Like it no, even... it looks like it's trying too hard to be Breath of the Wild. That's my thing. That's, so it kind of takes me right out of it because I'm like, I, I didn't even finish that game. And it's already I know way better than whatever you've got going on. Yeah. And even if yours is going, even if yours is leaps and bounds better because it came out three years later. It's Zelda though. Like I still side with my homeboy Zelda. Or right, Link over you got here, one you know? that's got years in lore and like, yeah. in a franchise that you like, or this new thing that has nothing. So I don't doubt that it looks cool. Like it, uh, I think graphically it looks impressive. I like the art style for it. Uh, I'm sure it, the gameplay will be good, and it'll. Of course play you do, because you fine. like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, but I just don't. I just don't care no. right now, uh, and that's not a disservice to them necessarily. It's just. Starting off the the presser with that, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll fast forward probably, or I'll like I'll look on my phone at something else while this is going right. on, um, and we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, the biggest thing I think in terms of surprises for this uh, was something that had unfortunately leaked like earlier in the day, if not the night before, which was kind of a bummer uh, in terms of you know excitement for a new thing. Uh, which was the Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, is getting a full top-down remake. Uh, so this is a remake of the PlayStation 2 classic that I really loved that game. I remember that game's si- fantastic. I remember sitting there, like, powering through it and, like, beating the story and being, like, really engaged and engrossed and with the mechanics and the story and everything. Yeah, this is a game that, like, innovated while running and jumping. Yeah, so I, I'm actually really excited for this game, except for the fact that it looks like absolute butt. That... It does look like butt, but they also said this is like pre-alpha footage, so. Okay, so yes, I agree. Pre-alpha footage for a game that's coming out in January. So I don't know how much of an uptick in graphical fidelity we're going to get between now and January versus, or I don't know when this alpha build is from. It could be from June and they have a full six months to get it looking better. Uh, I think the the environments look fine. The, the characters, characters look yeah. like ass. Yeah, their faces are really wonky. And But then I also saw interviews this week where they're like, it's designed intentionally to look like that because we want to lean into the fantastical elements of it. And we want it to feel more like a fantasy than a real world. This took place in Egypt, in wherever, um, and make it look realistic too. Like they could make it look like Assassin's Creed if they wanted to, but they don't. They want it to look like more of a fantasy it's got this filter on it it doesn't necessarily stand out as being hyper realistic but they can do that well i know they've already done that with immortal gods and monsters whatever that's called um so i feel like they kind of swung and missed for whatever they're going for in terms of an art style because the character models look like they're just upscaled up models from it looks like they took the assets from the first game and rebuilt the world, but then just put a fresh coat of paint on the characters, and it shows, and it's distracting as, as all hell. Yeah. So, um, they didn't confirm what this is going to be priced. I don't know if this will be, like, a $40 thing, because it's it has know, to a be. super old game. Like a, But, you know, this is the same thing we talked about with the Mario stuff, where that's not a remake, it's just three games, and they gave you but $60. But we already know it's Nintendo's yeah. price. And then, like, but then you look at things like Tony Hawk, which is two games and a full up, you know, bottom up remake, and it looks amazing, and the characters look amazing, and the environments look amazing. And then this is the characters look like butt. And I know the games are different, and it's. It's going to be $40. It's a whole different thing, but, like, I just can't get over the fact that those faces look like butt. 
They do. So uh, I am cautiously optimistic for it. It is probably a thing I will play. I don't know if it's a day one purchase. I don't know if it's a purchase at all or if it's like a GameStop rental or whatever. Um, but Or whatever rental. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it to come out and for hopefully it to look better than it does currently because I do love that game. Yeah, I hope it looks better because I'm, I'm in the same boat. I like that game a lot. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see what it ultimately means as we get closer to it. Um, they talked about Hyperscape a bit. They talked about Watch Dogs Legion a little bit more. Um, Your boy's were... coming back, though. My, uh, we'll get there in a second. Um, the last thing they talked about was um, something that I am intrigued by. It's called Riders Republic. Uh, it is basically steep, but oh, yeah, with, with mountain biking and snowboarding. And paragliding, and... And I think it's a Battle Royale. It's not a Battle Royale. It's a massively multiplayer experience where I I didn't really get a sense... And I watched the whole thing, and I didn't really get a sense for what that means. Is it... Am I going to be riding down a mountain with potentially 50 other people on that same mountain? Or is it going to be like Steep where I can see the ghost of someone riding by, and I know that they're there, but they're not interacting with me, whereas... They kind of made this seem like, like, could someone cut me off and I bail on my run? Like, I don't, I would think that's not the case because that just leads to all kinds of not fun chaos. Because um, if there's no competitive aspect to it, then you it just is have just people be... lining up and yeah. blocking off an entire area. Yeah, which I don't want. Uh, I feel like it's going to be more in line with Steep, which is I can see the person there, but they're going to cross in front of me and they're not going to mess me up. Right. As long as I pay attention they're to what I'm doing. They're constantly bailing at the same place I'm bailing. Yeah. But they're not going to like clip the front of my board and send me flying through yeah. the air when I'm trying to like do a speed run or whatever. Um, I do think it looks cool. Uh, the biking stuff looks cool. There's like snowboarding. There's some parts where like there are snow, there are snowy lines that you can do on the mountain, but also grass where it's like, oh, clearly the snow has melted a little bit. So the bikers are out there, but also the snowboarders and the skiers and whatever out there too. You know, they had like wingsuit stuff and gliders and all these different things. Uh, so I definitely want to see more from this because this, I, I talked about loving steep. I didn't play it at all this year because I didn't really feel like we had a, winter like i didn't feel like we were ever in winter mode yeah the way that we did 20 you know 2018 going into 2019 where i was like oh it's cold snowy uh, i'm not going out to actually snowboard but like i'm i'll certainly hunker down here and play steep for hours on end um, so I'm, i, I want to know more about this like i want to hear more i want to see more uh, i'm want... confused because this is ubisoft and steep was also ubisoft Correct. why 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 isn't this just steep too i don't know I well, don't. I don't that's know. What, if, that's why I think this might be a battle royale. Like, if this is like a hundred people all going down the mountain at the same time, using whatever mode that they want to use, and racking up the most points, slash, maybe whoever arrives first or arrives unscathed. Um, so it's not battle royale style because that would imply like you just you know drop people off and only it's the last person standing well that's why i was thinking like maybe the last person unscathed so like whoever gets a clean run down the mountain oh no this just says that you can race against 50 opponents at once so i think that's different than steep where you see just the ghosts of other people doing stuff but i like that version better because i don't want to i don't want this to be a racing game i want this to be like a fun do tricks like live kind of like it'd be weird if it's like all right we're playing Tony Hawk and everything about Tony Hawk pro skater one and two is we're all going to race on downhill jam. Like, I don't want that. That's yeah. not what I play this game for. So I don't know, but I like, this is enough of a, Oh, that's cool. I like all of the elements of what you just told me 
clarify it for me and right. show me what's really going on. So uh, I'm I'm invested in paying attention to this. So we'll see when they go through and uh, it, it'll launch February the 25th of 2021 for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X slash S, Stadia and PC. So I'm very excited to hear more and more about this because I did like Steep a lot and this seems to have the the DNA of Steep at its core. So we'll see what that ultimately leads to in terms of new game. Uh, you mentioned it previously of my boy being back and my boy is back. Uh, Ubisoft confirmed as part of this, and this was my favorite announcement of the show, uh, that Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, complete edition, is coming to the PS4, uh, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC. Uh, this is the 2010 Scott Pilgrim side-scrolly beat-em-up that released alongside the movie, or close proximity to the movie. Uh, and I thought it came out significantly after the movie. When did this come out? Scott. I think this came out in like 2012. First, the world, the game came out in uh, August 10th, 2010. 2010, okay. So, yeah, because it was around the same time as the movie, because that would be the time where people would care most about the Scott Pilgrim franchise. Maybe I was just confused because it came out significantly after the comic book ended and it had mm. the same art as the comic book. Yeah, probably. And that's probably why I was like, what is this all? Yeah. Cause it's not tied late? to the movie. It's no, not it's tied like, to the comics. Yeah. Yeah. But it came out around the same time as the movie. Cause that was when Scott Pilgrim hype was at its yeah. highest. Um, so this will be that base game plus both DLCs, the, uh, the knives DLC and the Walls Wells DLC, which gave them as playable characters, and mm-hmm. I think maybe an additional level. Or uh, I think there was power ups. I think there was for the knives. I don't think Walls had his own. I think he was just a character. Yeah. So I never got the DLCs for it. I just had the game, the, like the base game, because that was enough for me. I didn't care about playing as the other characters. Or yeah, I, I only played the base game too. I never played as knives. I, I think she has a level, but he doesn't, if I remember right. Because I know there's achievements attached to her, but not to him. Yeah. So um, that'll all be out. It it just said holiday, I believe. Uh, it, there's no exact release date for it. Uh, I don't even think there's a price. I'm assuming it'll probably be like 20 bucks or maybe 30 because it's a complete. I whatever. told Joe that if there's a physical version, like he needs to let me know as soon as possible. Yeah, I will. I will buy this. So they um, they only confirmed it's digital for right now. Um, that obviously worries a lot of people because this game was delisted from the PS3 yeah. 360 store uh, PC store the first time. So. I, I think a lot of people are like, give me a physical edition because I never want to not have this game ever again. Um, I'm going to buy the digital edition when it comes out because that'll obviously come out first and I want to be able to play it. I'm still not even sure if I'm going to buy it on PS4 or Switch or Stadia or what. Maybe at least Switch and PS4. Like maybe Stadia. I, like, I don't know. I want to play this yeah. game all the time. I want to have it at my disposal. It'll be cool to just like, bust out my phone and like all right i'm playing scott pilgrim the game on stadia boom here we go um so i'm i'm super jazzed for this uh, but yeah i think if there is a limited run or future physical edition it's going to be in- incredibly high demand because people want to make sure that they have this on something that they can always play if this happens again and it gets delisted yeah they should even poke fun at it like they should call it like the like always physical like or like always listed oh, or, yeah, yeah like you can own this edition. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, you because you know the artwork's going to be awesome. You know the case is going to be awesome. You know with whatever it comes with is going to be awesome. So I'm very much hoping that there's a limited run or some kind of, you know, physical games release. Yeah, um, same. But that'll remain to be seen. I think that's top of everybody's list. But 
at the at the base level, I'm excited to have this game again. That'll be the only way I buy it, honestly. Boot my PS3 out. Because, like, I've already... It's already on my... I have a 360, like, somewhere. And it's, like, it's still physically on the hard drive. So, like, I can still play it. It just got delisted from stores, so you couldn't buy it again. Yeah, well, it's, it's on my PS3 downstairs. Right. But that would require me to be like, I want to go play this PS3 game and go boot it up yeah. and go play it. It'll be nice to have it on a system I'm already gaming on, the Switch or the PS4 or Stadia. Like, I don't think that if I didn't have a physical edition, I would care to play it again, honestly. So, like, if a physical edition comes out, it's the only way I'm getting it. I'm not, like, saying that I'm, you know, disappointed it's coming out digitally. I'm glad that other people are going to yeah. have an option to play it. Um, it's just, I think I only have an interest in buying it again if I buy it physically. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah. It makes sense. Cause you, uh, and, but also, that physical edition is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to come with a coin or whatever, like... Mm-hmm. And Brian Leo O'Malley is going to do the actual box art for it. Yeah, it's it's going to be, be great. It's uh, going to be fantastic. Anna Monaguchi is going to put out their soundtrack with it. Oh, yeah. Just based on what we've gotten with other physical release games, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be the only game that comes with a soundtrack where I keep the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> or like I actually open it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And download it and rip it and have it on your computer. And yeah. Have it in a, you'll, you'll go out and buy a CD player just to have it. I have a CD player. I still have CDs. Nice. Um. Like Bastion, I think was the only other game that I've actually liked to ha- own the soundtrack for, because the Bastion soundtrack is so good. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, obviously, if we find out anything about a physical edition, we will talk about it here because that'll be big breaking news for that week. Yeah, because uh, I think you, me, and Joe will all buy it. So I'll be on the website one minute before refreshing constantly, and then a bot will buy it before you can. So if it gets announced and we talk about it before it goes on sale, don't buy our copies, guys. We've told you this a thousand times. Yes, so. especially Adam. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, mm-hmm. Some sad news to talk about this week as GameStop has announced uh, more cutbacks and that they are going to be closing around 450 stores uh, across the country. Most of these will probably honestly be ones where there was two GameStops in your town where it's, you know, there was one down the street from another one or there's one and then the next town over also has one. Um, just kind of downsizing the company as a whole just because... That's where they are right now. They're chasing their tails, trying to find out what's the thing that keeps them relevant in a world that's increasingly digital, increasingly online, um, and increasingly, you know, not, there's not a focus on used things as much as everyone just wants new games and they can buy them digitally and they can wait six months and buy it on sale and it's $20 instead of 60. It's just a rough time to be a physical games media store. Um, they've tried pivoting to retro. They've tried pivoting to collectibles. They've tried a whole, you know, they've tried pivoting to cell phones and iPads and all these different things. And uh, you know, unfortunately, the it's just not sticking, and they're continuing to not do well. And the unfortunate side effect of that is cutbacks. Um, this also didn't help that there was a pandemic going on amidst all of those other reasons that they've had to close stores in the past which meant that there were stores that were closed for, you know, from the middle of March to the middle of June in a lot of places, Mm -hmm. Uh, which if you can close for that long and people can still get their games and still do their things, then it probably means that you're not essential, unfortunately, in terms of how GameStop sees you. So it's a, it sucks. Uh, You know, hopefully that a lot of those ones are in towns where there's two and people can, you know, just go to the other one and work or get relocated to some other nearby GameStop and, become a manager or whatever and continue on working and they don't have to be unemployed but the unfortunate side of things people will be unemployed by this and that sucks and nobody likes that and whether or not you love or hate GameStop 
you, you hopefully don't want to see any of those people fired or unemployed, except that one dick who was mean to you because you wanted to pre-order something and they didn't have it or something stupid. No, I don't. I mean, not you. I'm just saying. Well, and I just don't think that like wishing somebody would lose their job in general, unless they physically attack you, like is a good thing. Like no, but you know there are those people who are like. You know, fuck that dude at that GameStop specifically. I hate him. He sucks. I wish he didn't work there anymore. I would go to that store every day if it wasn't for that dick who doesn't let me go there every day. Yeah. So, you're like, you know those people exist. Yeah, there are. But this, I mean, we we knock on GameStop all the time, but, like, there are people's lives and livelihoods yeah. at stake here. Um, the company did say that they have 800% increase in their online sales, but it, that's not, not enough to keep stores open. Well, no, and that's that's a... Like, that's a great number to tout in an investor call, but that's also indicative entirely of from mid-March to mid-May, you didn't allow people into your stores right. in any GameStop in the country. Right, it's just for their proof that those stores don't need to exist. Yeah. And, like, us, we have two GameStops in, in town here and, like six to eight within 15 minute driving distance yeah it's not it's not hard to go find a game stop yeah so like for us like i wonder which of those are going like there has to be at least half of them are gonna go yeah i but it'll, it'll be interesting to see I, they haven't announced which ones it'll be yet that's just their target number of trying to cut around 450 stores and we'll see if they, they do like the Microsoft route where they transition those people into maybe work from home associates that answer calls or emails that come in about website purchases. That might be an easy way to pivot and keep some of these people employed who have games knowledge, who have knowledge of the company, who can answer questions about why doesn't this game work? Why doesn't this work? How do I get this? What do I need for this addition of things? Like you could pivot them to maybe be help desk people and you know, have them work from home since that's a bigger part of the work culture now. I think that would be something really cool that they could do if they plan to or not. But again, a lot of this is also cost cutting. So I don't necessarily know that they would even try to find a way to keep those people on that aren't the managers, assistant managers, you know, senior game advisor, key holder type people. Or whatever they're called yeah. now. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't know what that'll look like. And I think once they, you know, announce more, we'll get a better sense of it. But it just sucks and you never want to see people lose their jobs or be out of work or have to find new work. And it's just a, a terrible circumstance. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, a bit of a downer to, to end the show on. Unless, do you have any upbeat news that I missed for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week? No, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, we obviously talked about a lot of really upbeat things at the top. So, uh, I guess we should have thought about that and maybe talked about Hyrule Warriors at the end or... You know, talked about Scott Pilgrim coming back as the final. Uh, thing, yeah, that would have been the best up- upbringing news. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't put it in that order. So unfortunately, and I don't want to go through and re-edit it to, <laughs> to do that. It would probably work, and it'd probably be fine because I start each segment with lightning round, uh, and so you would never know. I've done it before, but I don't really want to do it now. So uh, yeah, so that'll do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think about all the Xbox announcements and unveilings. Are you going to get a Series S? Are you going to get a Series X? Are you paying up front? Are you financing? Are you excited about a possible 4K switch? Do you want to see it as a switch 
well, what do you want the switch heavy to be? Do you want it to just be a, a bigger, bulkier switch, or do you want it to be a standalone box TV console? Game gear size. Uh, the opposite of the you know switch light, so to speak. Uh, are you excited about Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity? What was your favorite thing from the Ubisoft Forward event? Um, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, you can also find us on Twitch now at Twitch.tv/slash uh, Broken Clock Podcasts. So I will hopefully be doing some more streaming there. Probably still testing some things out and tweaking some things, but uh, I'll still post about it when when I'm playing. Most likely will be Fall Guys, just because that's probably the best game that I'm <laughs> uh, good at right now, uh, and it's obviously in the you know zeitgeist of things that people want to watch because it's a crazy fun game to enjoy watching. So uh, twitch.tv slash broken clock podcast. So um, keep your eye on broken clock pods on Twitter for announcements of when we'll be on Twitch. But if you want to start liking or following or, you know, getting informed of, of when we go live, then definitely uh, head over there now. Uh, but yeah, uh, that'll do it then for the broken clock podcast games cast. As always, my name is Adam and I'm Johnny and thanks so much for listening. Wash your hands.